like to give everybody out there listening a very warm White Cat welcome because you're tuned in to the White Cat Outdoors podcast. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 47 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast, and Nick's here. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And Tom's been absent for a couple weeks, but here he sits right here at the bar with us. And I'm back. Yeah, you are. And we have a guest. It's Deer Camp Series. We got another big buck down. He was on the Big Buck Alerts. And this is a guy, you, nobody knows him, but you hear, but you've heard him. You hear from him every single week. He is the guy that... Uh, the mastermind. The, the mastermind. The Mozart. Mm. Yes. Behind the intro. He he played it. He wrote it, played it. Composed it. Yeah. Everything. So it's my brother-in-law, Sam McCautry. How we doing, gentlemen? Oh, we're doing good, we're doing buddy. doing real good. Factory. Perfect. So... As Frank said, this is the Deer Camp Series. Um, if this is your first time tuning into the Deer Camp Series, there's a few more episodes, other bucks being taken down, some does being taken down. Um, basically what we do is we, you know, just talk about kills, basically. Break as, down the story. As they happen. Start to finish. Um, we, uh, we set the bar high, basically, because we opened up that we're going to do the Deer Camp Series. Oh, we got a, we got a drinker. On the board. Open it up more than just the it's deer camp It's gotta be like six thirty. <laughs> but, but anyway, so Late. we uh, without any without any podcasts in the bank, we said we we're gonna do a kill episode every week of deer season. Um, happens, it just so happens that we know a lot of killers. Yeah. So we felt confident doing that, and Sam is the highlighted killer this week. So a lot of pressure, further, boys. Without further ado, Sam's gonna give us the breakdown of uh, the high and tight. It was very high and tight. Oh, God, boys. So, all started <clears throat> infamous election day. Mm. So, Great. yeah. Now, I had uh, seen this buck a couple times. and On uh, camera or on the hoof? No, I'd never killed anything with a SD card, so I'm not a huge camera guy. Gotcha. Touche. <laughs> I'd like to put that out there firmly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, cameras have their place. But anyways, no, I'd seen them. Um, Actually, I took a kid from work who was just getting into archery hunting and uh, set him in a blind, no bow. Uh, he just sat out there, wanted to see what it was like. He's a city boy. And, uh, so you went out no weapon, just... No weapon. I sat him in a blind, actually, for my dad. He's old and decrepit. And so I, I buried this blind for him, and uh, it, it, it's a good kill blind, really. And he shoots a crossbow now. He's coming up on 70. And, uh, hates it, but he likes... Keeps them out in the it woods. It keeps them mm-hmm. out in the woods. So that's what crossbows are for, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. uh, so uh, at any rate, I said, Corey's his name. I set him in the blind. And uh, is this Corey from softball? Yeah, Not Corey. That, that yeah. means nothing to anybody else. No. It means something Corey. to us. Oh, Wait, what? He's a good kid. Had had a bad experience. <laughs> so <laughs> at any rate, uh, good soft spoken kid. Uh, ish. Ish. <laughs> without the whiskey may <laughs> have a part i may have a part in that <laughs> uh but at any rate set him in the blind and i had to stand uh 40 yards on the farm away uh behind him so he couldn't see me um that particular ground line overlooks the field um and a little kind of kill plot and worst had to be the worst morning for anybody to start hunting in the sense that it's never how it goes. It would have been the morning had he had his license, he would go archery hunting. And he is a good shot. Um, I actually took him to where we shoot, mm-hmm. you oh, know, yeah, in the league. Yeah, yeah. Rich hooked him up. Um, 
first time he shot a bow, he was in the circle. Third, mm. What is it, 35 yards in that? 25. 25? 25, yeah. Either way, I don't think I would have shot that well for my first time. The kid was shaking, nervous. But anyways, this would have been the time he would have went out for the first time with his license and killed something because there were deer in Turkey everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. I mean, we saw 20 deer by the time it was fully light. And so that morning, um, unbeknownst to him, I was sitting in my blind and I hear some noise. Uh, normally, I don't hunt with any calls, anything. Uh, I like to sit there, you know, dead silence. That's how I Just am. natural yep. movement. Natural movement. And uh, yeah, I got to disagree. <sighs> we know. We know, Tom. <laughs> we're talking. Just winging there. We're talking arrows. Sam's big buck kill, so we're going to talk about his tactics. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and to each their own. That's that's part of the joy of hunting. So, uh, I, this time, however, Tom, I, I'll meet you in the middle. I had a decoy. Um, because I had been, this, you're our first decoy user. On oh my God. Yeah. The, the beach podcast. ball decoy. I call it. it that, when you were carrying it, when I met up with you guys, I was like, what, is it, what the hell is he carrying? It literally looks like a beach ball that you stuck legs out of mm. it, like sticks. Well, hold on of. now. It, it's brown, has ears. <laughs> you thought it was a deer, just air filled. Almost shot it. <laughs> Almost shot it. Didn't go 20. Was it so, air inflated? Yeah. With my air. You blow it up like yeah, a you, beach okay. ball. So yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, it's not nitrogen filled or anything cool. The Hindenburg deer. <laughs> so, uh, or was it helium? I don't know. History. Anyway, so, so uh, sitting in the stand, decoys out there. Uh, beautiful morning, like I said. I'm watching uh, turkey fly out of the roost. And I could have popped the turkey, which I want to do. And uh, With that gray bow, I'm sure it would have been no, oh, no challenge. God, the charcoal, man. God, they're killers. Sure. That's another can. We'll, we'll circle back. Write that, write that in your pad. So uh, I'm watching these deer come up uh, down from my right. And I had cleared. Now there's a bunch of new growth woods, if you will. So there's a lot of saplings, not a lot of low branches, very good visibility. I'd say, you know, in a decently thick new growth woods, I can see 100 yards. I see a couple doe, um, you know, that, that look when they're getting chased. They're running and stop and look back, and they're just not comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, freshman year of college. So uh, they're uh, they're running to me, and I'm like, okay, something's chasing. Here comes this little peanut buck. I mean, he'll get there someday, but it wasn't wasn't anything to shake a stick at. And I'm like, God. So, and uh, they run past right by me, um, and that other buck runs, the little guy, he runs up, and kind of stops and he's checking the decoy out and the wind's blowing right in his face and uh she's all she's all estrus up of course blowing right in his face make his eyes water and uh but as tagged in as he was to that decoy he kept looking behind him and i kind of look and i see there was a really nice i think he was an eight point but it was one of those buck when he's coming through the woods he's got that lope and run he's all swole you're like all right buddy. shooter from a distance yeah you know. and uh and again I brought up the woods because it, it's clear, but it's still the woods, and I saw him coming. And uh, here, this really mature doe, um, you tell she was mama bear, if you will. That's who he, she was hot. And uh, they came up within 50 yards and stopped, and he stopped with his head. So I really got a good look at him, but it was, again, I like to, uh, I like to kill. Ground check. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm 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 focusing on my shot placement 
he's a legal buck. Yeah, when you know they're big enough at that yeah, point, that's you they, know you want to shoot it. It's a good deer at that point. There's no you psyching yourself out. Exactly. Don't and, even look uh, at the antlers. Exactly. Anymore. Look at that uh, little patch of hair right behind the front shoulder. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll get excited in the picture. Yeah. So, uh, and he's just stopped. Like I said, it was actually 52 yards. Um, I briefly ranged it uh, early on, but again, I leave my stands, no cameras, no nothing. I know where the deer are by this time on the farm I grew up on. So uh, he's just hovering. She is looking off the opposite way from me, there over my right shoulder. He's frozen just with his head kind of scooped to the ground like they do and uh, completely still to the point where you might have missed him, no movement had you been just eye scanning. Mm -hmm. And uh, I pull my bow up, but I didn't draw because I'm certain they're going to follow where the rest of these deer just went right by my decoy through the food plot. And doesn't he, uh, I mean, he damn their rams are right in the butt. I mean, he, the live doe. The, yeah. The live okay. doe. Sorry. Not the decoy. Well, I'm just making sure. Just no, I got, I, I, I didn't paint the best picture here. The decoys out in front of me, straight out across from me. These deer are 52 yards over my right shoulder. Okay. Had I, you know, sitting square in the stand. So, Again, he damn there just plows her with his horns, and she takes off back down away from me the way they come. And then I realized, you know, that time, not as big a deal with rifle, but with the archery, I realized for maybe the past uh, 30 to 40 seconds, I didn't breathe, which mm-hmm. uh, has plagued me my whole life through sports and everything when something cool is happening. So uh, hold your breath. Yeah, you know, I just. <laughs> catching you know but uh half of it was the excited excitement and the adrenaline but the other half was me just not being a doofus and going over my you <laughs> know routine <laughs> yep so uh long story short uh week goes by now we come to this tuesday um and craziest thing coolest thing and it kind of wraps this all it's a bow on this story for me um as much as getting the deer itself same stand decoy out same spot 15 yards ahead of me in my food plot and now obviously you know you you have something like that happen you're almost looking at that same area you saw that buck come from mm-hmm. and seeing you're convinced he's coming that way it's like a mental picture in your head exactly as yeah oh they're gonna walk in the same spot this is what i'm gonna do this time and uh hopefully they come my way so it's i got up there this now mind you this was just fall back yeah, we the, just changed the clock. We just changed clocks back here. So um, it's brighter earlier. So I was in the stand the previous, that morning I tell, was telling you about, uh, I was in there real early, quarter to six, mm-hmm. which it got light at quarter after seven. Um, I got in the stand the same time, cussing myself, it's too light. I kicked dough out on the way in, um, same time. It's, the sun's just coming up to the point where I can see. And if you can see, obviously, they're yeah. picking out even easier. So I get myself in my stand, set my decoy up, and I'm just spitting mad, you know. And uh, But it's quiet enough. Uh, no turkeys flying out of the roost this morning. I'm not worried about setting kid up in, in a blind who doesn't know <laughs> where the heck he is because we walked into the dark. And get myself set up, and uh, I can hear. First time, I hear a grunt. And that's really the first time I've ever heard that at the farm. Um, kind of a long story, just how the layout is, where I hunt, they're moving, not really sitting and grazing and paying attention. 
Mm-hmm. You're, so you're kind of almost like a pinch point. It, and, exactly. And moving through. We call it I-90. For those of you <laughs> familiar with the interstates, there is a pinch point. We have the, global uh, listeners, Sam. So, I mean, there's a small group. that <clears> Google that. Maps, brah. So, no, it's, it, is it a pinch point of less than a quarter mile? And they literally, we basically call it an interstate um, because it will be beat down to the point. It's, it's streams and little streams of runoff because the deer have trails beat down so bad it's mud. And um, you will see a deer on, now I do put cameras up at certain times. Uh, you'll see oh, a buck. this guy. Yeah, Already yeah. changing his story. Credibility, Credibility shot. shot. Yeah, that's trademarked. Um, <laughs> it's been said once or twice on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, I, you'll see a deer come through there that you'll never ever see again. It's just the nature of the beast. But I, so I hear this uh, more whiskey, please, bourbon. Uh, I see, or I hear that uh, grunt, and uh, so directly behind me is about 10, 15 yards of woods. Uh, another deer path, a fence, and then uh, it's it's a pasture, and always beef cows out there. And I hear, you know, him grunt a little bit, and so nothing's happening in front of me. I slowly stand up, pull the old vortexes out, and uh, I'm glassing the pasture. And don't I see sixty yards away? Probably, I and I texted frankie funny enough that morning i'm like i he wasn't wide but he was the tallest buck he my, said what was airplanes my, duck. Air, airplanes were dodging his g2 <laughs> and uh so i watched his buck for I, it was over three hours um because i went back from i actually got some pictures of him yeah uh, you were sending me sending pictures, pictures and you, you could see him with a cell phone barely zoomed in from a long ways off and uh, again I, you can almost make him i said this after i got him I glassed him for so long, and I was so zoomed in on him, watching everything he did for so long. And when I shot him, like, man, I thought he was bigger. Because, now, he's a decent buck, but I thought he was... There's a lot of people in Pennsylvania that would be very proud of that deer. Oh, I'm, yeah. I am, thank you. And I appreciate it. I was, I'm still adrenaline up. And Frankie could attest for the night I shot him, I was mm-hmm. amped. We will get there. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but I, I glassed him for so long, I've seen him do things that I never, especially in rut that I've never seen any whitetail ever do. He was chasing and he chased this doe, then that doe, then there's seven or eight deer out there. So many I would lose track because they would kind of tuck off into the woods. So yeah, they're, you're scattering. So uh, eventually it got to be, oh, would have been about 1030 and the sun's really coming up. And this particular week, a deer, sen- or deer season was 70s. Too hot. Yeah. Too hot, really. Um, but, I mean, great to be out in the woods. I'm happy anytime I'm out there, but especially when you feel like you're sunbathing and not layered up. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, I'll take a nap, not fall out of my stand, wake up, something will be here type of weather. And uh, I watch him bed down. I've seen that. But then I watch him. So I grew up on a horse farm, for you listeners, and sometimes they will lay flat. I mean, horses will lay flat in the pasture, just sucking up the sun i watch this buck find some hemlocks across this pasture and lay down and he's watching his does go by and he laid he kind of like pushed his legs out like you see a dog do Mm -hmm. and laid down flat just yeah i've never seen i I, i'm 
I was watching it. I'm like, I, cause I was kind of glassing around and I'd come back and I lost him. So I thought, and then I kind of make out his butt, you know, you see the white, all right, he's right there. And then I could see his horns laying on his side. I'm like, I, you know, you're, 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 yeah, you're blinking hard. It's like, yeah, I, what? <laughs> Rubbing your eyes. And uh, again, I'll go back to that freshman year of college speech. He just shot. I mean, cause he, mm-hmm. he had been running, you know himself. how they are, yeah. um, shot. And now he didn't do that for long. Um, it felt like a long time cause you stand for three hours holding binoculars to your eyes. Yeah. It feels like a long, a lot longer than it is. And it, he kind of sat up, watched around again, popped up. I watched the leaves that were stuck to him fall off and he made his way away from me into the neighbor's woods, which eventually goes, there's a road eh, 400 yards from me. Don't see him anymore. So now it's Tuesday, election day. I'm, you know, running the algorithms and the equations. I'm like, well, I need to go vote. When's going to be the best time? It seems to die down. Hop out of stand. Send my pictures of what I had taken of them. Go vote. I'm like, I'm going to go vote. Now I'm getting out of there. Get to the voting line. It's a two-hour wait. And I'm just, I mean, chewing my lips. I ran into, you know, Uncle Todd. He's showing me pictures of the buck he just got. And I'm just, I... To be honest, I didn't want to be there. I'm, you know, my wife came with me and uh, trying to talk about other things. And I mean, it's hard enough to pay attention on a good day. I'm not paying attention. I couldn't tell you what she said. <laughs> I am amped. And uh, mind you, this is me getting for the, <laughs> the last two years just taking a beating because I shot a branch instead of an eight point yeah. a couple of years back. Those back straps just aren't quite as tender. You got to get the bark off. They're not bad, but I mean, I'm just, I got a lot of ground to make up here. And, uh, so I get myself back in the stand about two 30. And at this time, uh, now again, fall back. It's dark at six. I don't know actually yeah, what five 30, sh- 530. 530. Yeah. I don't know what the shooting hours. Yeah. It's uh, like five 30 in the woods, five 40 on a field. field. Okay. That remember those numbers, ladies and gentlemen, because this comes back into play. Uh, so uh, I get myself back in my different stand. Um, and I just felt right about a different stand. I was trying not to blow the You were up. in the branch stand, weren't you? Oh, branch stand 5,000. Yep. And uh, so I get up in my stand and I am sweating again. It's too hot, but I'm just that amped up. Sit down, do my normal, you know, archery setup routine. Mm, releases in the car. That's run, the best. Run back down. Half half mile or so get my release roll walk all the way back up to my stand now i'm soaked and i'm stinky (laughs) oh man i might have done that i don't know but that's like i was just again same situation as the few mornings before just mad at myself i'm late now i stink and just this is busted every it's junk garbage and uh sitting there hour goes by my dad drives his car up, which is between our two fields at the farm, and uh, which really fries me, but I let him go. And uh, I watch him walk to, into that blind I told you about earlier. All of a sudden, these two doe come out, and they did not like it. Again, beach ball decoy setup. Wind's perfect. Um, decoy placement comes out later to be that it is not perfect. Because I thought he was going to, in in, again, in that situation, here's what's going to happen. Absolutely didn't happen. So I 
see these doe who don't like this decoy. They're stomping. The positive I learned from first time hunting archery with a decoy was that they didn't pay attention nearly to their surroundings as much as they did that decoy. Didn't like it. They mm. kept doing, you know, how they head bobbed, trying to get a different angle, different yeah. picture. And, uh, but they weren't looking at you. Well, they weren't looking at me. And, uh, I mean, to the point where I'm, I'm moving mm. way more than you should. So do you so, think if you had a realistic looking decoy, it would benefit a little bit better as far as not alerting deer? Try talking to the mic once, Tom. I'm talking to the mic you, once. You were not. Uh, I, I honestly don't know because, like I said, my style of hunting, um, I – duck hunters use decoys. <laughs> Turkey hunters, birds. Yeah, you know, decoys that, are for birds. That's that's how I felt and that's how I was brought up really. So uh, that's how I've always hunted. But, I, you know, I try something new. I learned something, absolutely. Well, I want to come back to that when you're done with your story. So okay, just... well, I'm going to wrap it up here. I know I'm long-winded, but I'm going to wrap it up here quick. So – um, I doe all over me. I'm uh, at one point, uh, now those two, <laughs> this is how much I could move. I said, I wasn't just dancing up there. I, I moved to pull my glasses out and I'm glassing on the farm, which is, uh, South of Lake Erie. I'm, uh, I can look way across the whole field. It's, we have some big open hay fields and you can always, I love that stand so much because tonight, that night I had the wind directly in my face, part of my hair. It was great. I was Leonardo on the front of the Titanic. Perfect, nice, sunny night. And uh, I'm watching deer squirt out of the... It's I think it was 330. I've shot it before just to play around shooting long range. It's around 300-ish yards. Um, further on the ground because of the farm's far, in the valley. Far for a bow, but... Ah, I take a poke, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, I take a chance. I uh, don't get them if you don't shoot. <laughs> so uh, I'm watching doe squirt out. Uh, from that far tree line directly across from me, I'm watching them, and uh, they're working their way dead towards me. But I can't see all the way because uh, there's a hill. Again, the farm's in a valley, so there's a slight hill 100 yards in front of me, and I can't see, call it, I don't know, a 100-yard gap because of that hill. So I'd see the doe way off, disappear, and then boom, they're 100 yards in front of me, wide open, Um and again, coming from that way, I'm in, a, I, like I said, I placed this stand for archery, but it's not the ideal coverage that I would like coming from that direction. They walk up, don't like the decoy, but again, they're focusing on that decoy, just w circling it. And, and I'm sitting in a real thin tree line right on the edge of that field. They tuck into the tree line, pop out, get a different angle. Tuck in the tree line, and no matter all of them um, look away for a second. They do the thing where they're, eh, I'm not paying attention. Not paying Boom. Boom, bro. I'm on you. <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden I, something catches my eye. Um, not looking through the binoculars I was watching those doe. Um, and I glass and I'm really certain it was that buck from way back when I took uh, that kid out hunting that first morning. Mm -hmm. Wide, really good PA buck. I, pretty sure i call them the pa eight points and anybody who hunts this way it's it's a what 17 18 inch real nice eight point mm -hmm. nothing right not super heavy but it's a shooter and uh you see them at the taxidermy and people's you know game rooms that's mm -hmm. the pa eight point yeah i see him come out of that tree line 
and work to my right, 100 yards away, but I'm glassing them. Squirts off into the field and then into the tree line. About 15 minutes later, now we're at 5.30. Mind you, uh, Nick was calling 5.30, quarter to six, dark. It's dark. But looking through my glasses, uh, you know, I can still, your eyes adjust slowly as it gets darker. Mm -hmm. I'm still able to see um, this buck I ended up shooting. He comes out, and you could tell he was, it was it. He's not scared following that. He was probably following the doe originally, but he just happened to come out where that other eight point was and uh, starts coming directly at me. Now he's on one of those doe was probably hot, coming straight to me. I mean, beeline and again, disappears over that knob. Don't see him. Now I know he's the only deer in the field because when he did squirt up, he's the only deer. I glassed him. That's that buck I watched for hours. Here we go. And uh, he's working his way towards me. Um, then he starts mm, not looking, not looking, not looking. Boom, sees that decoy. But then every once in a while, you could tell that scent hit his nose, and he, duh, like mm-hmm. they get. And uh, I bleeded one time. I did have calls on me. I was loaded for bear tongue. Listen made to this made guy. you proud. Yeah, oh, the still, call. I didn't, the bow didn't kill him. It was the call. The top of the story, he's like, no decoys, no Never calls. Never once used a call. It's No it's sense. It's, there I am, day four in the woods. I break out my call. <laughs> I shot a branch, man. I was pulling out all the stops. Less the front of my car. I'm getting a buck this year. So I bleat one time, a little can bleat, tucking in my sweatshirt, uh, getting position. And as soon as I bleated, he was beelining for that uh, doe, that decoy. And I know it's, they think it's a, a little bit more realistic, but there were times I'd look at this thing out in the field and I'm just like, God, that thing looks so stupid. <laughs> this does. is going to scare more deer away. I, I'm, and again, I'm, you know, cussing myself. Just everything's wrong. It's shot, it's junk. And, uh, but sure enough, he's walking right to it after I bleated and he gets I mean, he went right to it, three yards. Now, I set this decoy, as I said earlier, in spot that would be, there's 10 ways this could happen. This is number 11. It not He's not going to come the way he did. Just that far open field is going to not come that way. So, again, does exactly that. Decoy in this particular spot is about 37, 38 yards. So further than I would have put it, ever um again i thought the deer how they usually come from that stand so you were looking for them to see it kind of and walk past you yeah so i was sitting in okay i, I could see what you're saying. yeah i was sitting in a tree line between two fields and they always come out of the soybean slash corn field depending on what rotation behind me so there i i have read again the theoretical knowledge of hunting in youtube videos that everyone knows best i set a little further out in the field so that and it made sense. I read where you could, when something was right against the tree line, just like say the opposite tree line, you know, you're in a field, they're just on the other side of that tree line from you through the tree line, opposite side. If they're tight to that tree line or in the tree line, it's actually harder to pick them out than if they're a couple yards out in the open field. Mm-hmm. And I can attest that when you're driving or anything, you can see a deer that might be in the center of the field a whole lot better than you can see them if they're tight to the tree line, mm-hmm. less to break them up in the silhouette. Yeah. The, um, so that's what I did. Set it opposite of the tree line, a little further out than I'd ever want to shoot. So 
needless to say, it's out ahead of me. We'll call it 40. No, I'm bragging. It was 40 yards. This buck comes from that side, and when he sees that decoy, he did come on the side between her and I. So he goes, like, kind of circle around. He goes to this. circle around behind her where the smell is coming from, and uh, he gets right up to Isn't it. Isn't it funny how a buck, even if it sees the doe it's trailing, it doesn't give a shit. It wants the yeah. freshman year of college, Nick. Scent, I keep yeah. saying it, man. It wants I know the it scent. Is, I know it's not right. He wants that Victoria's Secret man. perfume. Yeah. It smells like cotton The candy. lace, man. It gets you every time. It's that red lipstick. Ah, oh, God. I know I shouldn't, <laughs> but look at it. And uh, so gets it's around. Pew. <laughs> yep, exactly. The the good one. The female. What was her name? The female skunk. I just know Peppy Le Pew. Well, well, it's a funny name well, to get, say. Get young Jamie to look that up. So it comes up, uh, and he gets right up to her, and like just like you're saying, he sees something isn't right, just like all the other doe did. But you could tell every time that it hit his nostrils. Like just, a lot of makeup, but mm, we're already here. <laughs> I got a couple beers. What have I got to lose? <laughs> so... He uh, circles up behind her, and then he does this last thing. Now, I, I'm full draw, and he's in the beep, filling it up. And he does this last kind of, you know how deer, they've, it was their last kind of, they've had I'm not liking this, I'm not running, but I'm walking away, and they kind of do this little fadeaway step yeah. where they're going to go 180, and my dad... And all this, so this is more again first archery buck. All the years I've been hunting, I never had a semi-automatic. I eventually graduated to pumps. Ethical to- shot, you take it. Single shot, twenty gauge, you're making that shot count. Uh, single shot, twenty-two raccoon hunting, saving the hide, you're making that shot count. Um, so that's all my years. One shot to the point where. Out in Nebraska, long shots. Mm. I'm not re-racking around. So this is going through my head. You have an ethical shot, take it. If you wait for the perfect shot, you might not get it. So I'm breathing. I've really been practicing shooting with both eyes open. So we've been shooting a lot this year. A lot. So I had utmost confidence, and we shot well. All of us did. Yeah. Grace um, definitely did better, but, I mean, everybody was good. I, Nick, I was trying to be humble, but, yeah, I wasn't close. So <laughs> Quite enough. <laughs> <laughs> so uh check the scorecard I, I, it's printed it's on the wall <laughs> uh put it on the fridge <laughs> breathing's right there. again back to earlier it's him you can look at the horns when he's dead i'm i'm in you know in the zone let the arrow go just perfect uh didn't do any of the bad habits that i was doing earlier blinking uh, closing an eye, dropping the bow after a shot, and I watched that arrow hit him square in the chest in that split second as he was turning um, because that was it. Uh, if I had waited for him to turn around, I would have only seen his butt, and it was probably... Yeah, we wouldn't be sitting here. We wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah. I was, it would have been a what... You know, what had happened was... or. <laughs> What I, I should had another have done. close encounter with this. Yeah, dude. man, yeah. I'm telling you guys, you gotta believe me. He's tall, so uh, I plug I him. Th- I know the picture's blurry, but yeah, <laughs> right. No, that's him running away right there, and uh, I I plug him again. Kept my eyes open. I watch it sink right into his chest. The mm, second to last shot I would ever want to shoot in archery, but it went exactly where I wanted it to. 
And about uh, how far was he? It was, I think, again that decoy. Again, I know you said he was about 40, 40. Like he circled he, downwind. He circled downwind. He was just that side of the decoy. Um, his skid marks, I'd say, was a yard or two to me of that. Okay, decoy. so he, I mean, he's 35 plus. It was a farther shot than I want to take in an area I didn't want to shoot him. Um, again, all year but we've you, like shot you said, a lot. We, you practiced a shit ton I've been this practicing year. my, again, horse farm indoor arena. I have a 275 yard pole barn to shoot inside every night. Target. I mean, we, and on top of that, we're throwing 50 arrows every Saturday. Exactly. Plus, it depends, yeah. and, and a whole lot faster than you'd ever shoot mm-hmm. because if, oh, somebody doesn't show up, now you have. Yeah, that we much throw less 25 time. at the, in mm-hmm. the competition, but we were shooting plenty beforehand. And... Yep, absolutely. So, again, confidence in shooting had. You asked me what shot I would want it and at what distance uh, would not be that. But uh, nonetheless, I plug him. And he was m- so pumped up, again, stupid, that I watched that arrow hit him, that sound it makes. Uh, I'd like to use hollow the analogy pumpkin. of a breaking tree branch, but that, <laughs> and that stand pumpkin, was, basically. yeah, exactly. Um, wasn't a tree branch, sunk it, watched it sink into him. I don't have a Luminox or any of this fancy stuff out yet. I kind of keep it simple, stupid. I watch him um, sink it. So it hits him, and he slowly keeps turning. Never flinched or did that immediate skid mark or that jump when something hits him until he turned. Then he ran. Um, And a good trot. And he went right over, pretty as a picture, over that knoll down to where I couldn't see him. So he came back pretty much the way he came in. Exactly the way. I, exactly the way. He was going back home, you know. Like, something is right get they, where they I know to go. They do them deer. Yes. You know, it's, you know, a lot of times it's either water or, you know, back mm-hmm. where they feel safe, and that's their bed. It is. And and where he, those deer were coming from had been logged years before. It is, and they left the tops. It is thicker than, mm-hmm. that's where I'd be. Peanut butter. Yeah. 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 So, uh now i'm confident i dusted him now i am pumping and two seconds after i let this arrow go maybe three i look to my right and i see a cell phone light and like what (laughs) and here my dad was coming out of his blind it is buried so he it was dark in the woods and uh during this whole thing i'm doing the math Okay, he's 230 yards from his blind. This just happened. He was walking across the field. When you shot. He saw the deer. Thought it was a doe. Didn't, you know, he's like, I was walking quiet, keeping tight to the tree line while I was walking. And uh, the reason I saw the cell phone light is he was calling me saying, hey, do you see that deer? (laughs) And uh, Sure did. Sure did. So, uh. I'm like, stop for a second. I just shot him, and wow, wow. He, now he's excited. I'm going to get in my car and go down and get the spotlight. And I'm like, hold on, because the driveway to get up there, that deer ran across. And I didn't want him to, you know, it's 150 yards about what you want your archery deer to fall in. I didn't want him to be laying by the driveway, and my dad goes, you know, and <laughs> kicks him. Mm-hmm. So we wait, we wait, we wait. 20 minutes goes by. He goes down. Um, 
get spotlight. And in the meantime, I hop down out of my stand, still just amped. And I go over with my little measly cell phone light. And I'm, I see where he was. I see, oh, big hoof print. Oh, okay. Boom, 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 boom. Heart's going again. No blood. Now you start second guessing everything. Yeah. You were sure you did. I should. You ten, watched that ten minutes ago. Yeah. I'm like, oh, buddy, he's over the bank. I get over the hill. I look 50 yards, nothing. Uh, 75 yards, nothing. 80, 90, where the hill starts kind of cresting and rolling over. Like I said, it's right at about 100 yards where that hill rolls over. Nothing. Now, um, I didn't ever mention this until now. Now I go back, I'm looking for my arrow, which, again, I watched sink into him. But when your mind starts racing... Maybe I, I don't. Maybe I. Yeah, don't when you're not that. seeing the signs uh, yeah. you, you think you should be you seeing. Tem- you you yeah. come up with every bad Ex- scenario. Exactly. Possible. It's never good. It's never, oh, it's stuck in him. Oh, we beat ourselves up. There's <sighs> no, nobody thinks positive at that moment. No. no. Yeah. And uh, so I get back there. No, no, it's not there. And I hear, you know, rocks under tires. My dad's coming back up. So I boogie it back over to where, uh, you know, I stopped and I was zigzagging, trying to track, find blood. And I just crest the hill, and I see blood. I'm like, good blood. No bubbles, no anything, but uh, good good blood drill. And uh, Ray Charles style. Whew, he could It seen. was, too. Yeah. He, yeah. So uh, keep tracking him, go down, cross the driveway. My dad, God bless him, taught me everything I know, starts shining. I'm like, well, come on, let's go. We got to find this blood trail. And he's like, I okay well go ahead i'll shine i'm like what do you mean he's like yeah i can't find my battery spotlight i just got the one that plugs in i'm like shut that off you're killing me because i thought he went and got a spotlight so we're not using our you know one candle power cell phone lights track this thing you see, so we can't use... see him from the driveway yeah that's my dad like i said smartest guy i know drove drove me nuts not only am now i'm racking my head god i missed it. i missed my spit this guy comes up here with you know, a situation I didn't think I was going to be in. So he gets out, and uh, now we're using two candle power, his 13-year-old flip phone, and my... They, they did have brighter lights back then. I it, it wasn't bad, but nonetheless, not what you want to be tracking with. So pick up the blood trail, we're going back and forth, and then we would lose it. And here he was, I believe he was starting to get loopy across the field, and he was zigzagging, mm-hmm. sharp zigzags, like not... But drip, 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 paintbrush. Drip, 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 paintbrush. Get to the wood line, we hear deer. I'm like, I'm going to stick Excalibur, which, Frankie, you can mm-hmm. tell that story if you'd like. But that's for another day. That's for another day. I stick Excalibur, my buck knife, in the sheath, in the sheath, in the dirt, um, and said, Dad, we're going to sit here. Frankie's on his way. Um, we're going to go back to the car and sit. So... My wife, God love her. It's not like she came from a hunting family or anything. Yeah, right. No, her dad wasn't like a. No, he's a. Or... Yeah, nope. Mm-hmm. He uh, he doesn't hunt. And uh, God bless his bro- great guy. Just great, doesn't hunt. Nope, nope. <laughs> not no, brother doesn't. Sure and, don't. Uh, no, so no cousins. Uncles, nothing. Nothing. nothing not a, just not a, a family, family full of vegans. So she plans a trivia night at what was it, Frankie? Seven. I don't yeah, know. Seven o'clock. Yeah. Whole family's going. And this is archery season, so I blast November, this thing. November, it's right. Yeah, 
Not not like it was prime time. The buck I explained during the time we stood in line to vote. Not that buck. Would never see him. Uh, hey, honey, uh, going to be late tracking this buck. I'm back at the car now. Okay, like the I'm excited, but you're going to be late. <laughs> and it's trivia. It's and, trivia. Yeah, I could at give, seven. She could have said whatever. I don't care. I'm still amped, but I could tell. And uh, I get off the phone with her. And we'll like, deal with that problem later. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it wasn't a problem. But I'll take the 30 lashings. I'm getting this buck. And so I have my phone out. I'm like, I got to call Frankie. Frankie's going to trivia. Put my phone back away. I'm not getting in trouble for taking yet another family member away from trivia. I'm putting my phone back in my pocket. Phone starts vibrating. My dad's like, I bet you that's Frankie. I pick up Frankie. Uh, wait, I can't remember exactly. I said, give me, give me a. I think a I said, apparently you. you forgot what it means that I'm your brother-in-law or something like yeah. that. And, because, and not happy. Because DJ called me and she's like, hey, you and mom and dad, just, you know, someone come pick me up at my house and then we'll drive out because Sam shot a deer. I was like, okay, I'm not coming to trivia then. I'm going to go help Sam with his deer. And she's like, well, there's nothing to do but look at it. Yep. I'm like. That's the whole point. See you later. I'm not coming to do here. So, yeah, he calls me, gives gives me that tongue lashing, and uh, I'm like, dude, can you please bring more something more than uh, you know a candle? Because it was hard to see, and he just pops. So he brings his kerosene lamp. (laughs) It was bright. They they burn new fuel. No, he brings a couple cordless spotlights, and I don't know. It's a 22 minute drive from. Where we are now to the farm, seven minutes later, it seemed like Frankie comes ripping <laughs> I in. I was there quick. He was, it was fast. S10, a... S10 was floored. Laws were broken. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he shows up, brings a couple spotlights, and uh, I'm still nervous that the thing is dead, even though uh, some of the blood I saw had bubbles in it and, again, shot him in the chest. Uh, he starts one look at it which was the vote of confidence i needed i didn't tell you that he's like he saw one one pile well i didn't he didn't even like show me where the blood trail was i was or where walking, it started you just yeah i was just he, walking he down this up. driveway and happened to look down i was like oh man that's like, a good trail i was like that's a dead deer all yeah, day like did, it was just pumping out of him there's blood everywhere as fast all, as you a could lot walk of times that's all people need is you that's need somebody else to tell you yeah it's been there before you it's just like anything else be good. you get inside your own head i watched it mm-hmm. i watched it sink into him oh man was my arrow back here did i miss him then you find blood oh is this enough blood is he dead mm-hmm Frankie no, as said soon that, as I saw it, I was like, this I, thing's got to be right here. I honestly couldn't believe it went as far as it did. I've yeah, said that I remember 10 you times. You told me that. Yeah. It, it, like, it lost gallons of blood on the way to where we found it. Tough, I was like, it's literally got to have no blood left in it. Tough it animals, was, man. Yeah, I they mean, are. Really, we've had that conversation how many times just around, you know, a, a circle. Like, oh, I saw a deer. We've, you know, seen deer with an arrow punched right through them. Yeah, Didn't kill and they them. live. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, or you get them and it's like oh in this case mm-hmm. uh foreshadowing how did this thing not limp yeah um so frankie says that i'm now i'm business now i'm back to back to home plate let's dance let's go get this <laughs> send thing. me another piss. say yeah <laughs> let's go so uh now i'm hard stepping you know chest popped out a little bit uh, 
of course I killed him. You know, he's, he's dead right <laughs> over here. Yeah, yeah, I was just wanting somebody else to be involved. So go over, find Excalibur, my buck knife, where I stuck it in the ground. Dad, in the meantime, went back down, got the four-wheeler. Um, and so you were, like, confident this buck. So you don't want to get the four-wheeler. It's dead. You pulled my, your buck knife well, and a four-wheeler. You, my, okay, this deer's yeah, dead. This is, and, and this is why the few times I get nervous that I am not good. And it takes a lot. It's more than, a, a, you know... A close call in a vehicle or you know i am cool cat and my dad he's a cool white cat he's a cool, yeah he's the one who's like uh yeah he's dead but he's always just a matter of fact well in this particular case i'm that wasn't enough for me mm-hmm. just because he only said it once right at the beginning even before he saw any blood trail and that was the only time before we found a blood trail, he's like, did you hit him? And, and he knows how much we've been shooting. I'm like, he's done. I've shot with him a couple times. He's done. If you hit him, you hit him. And he said that. Made me feel good before no, the blood you, trail. You seriously, we put in a lot of time yeah. shooting this year. It, You were hitting your mark. Yeah. Well, and I'd like to talk to, about that in a few minutes here because it was something that we'll, – we'll, we'll be back. We'll, we'll be back. So get up to the woods line and uh, – pick my knife up and walk a couple steps into the woods and frankie goes oh here's his arrow and he picks it up and he's like oh man it's i mean it was blood up to almost the fletching and mm-hmm. then it was slimy on the end he's like oh it passed through him and i'm like kind of again you know in my amped up thought process like well, what did it come where i shot him straight on where did it come out you know got guts on the end. yeah that's what no it, it wasn't it wasn't it didn't pass really? through yeah i got to looking closer there was blood like it was like tallowy. over three no it wasn't tally it was saliva he pulled it out pulled it out he grabbed it but with it, his it, mouth it, and ripped it we out. were thinking it was tall like that's what all signs led to yeah, you either don't guts think, or tallow mm-hmm. so uh and just again cool cool white cat frank here goes Ah, there he is. Yeah, literally, we looked at the just arrow, like the old picked the yep. light up. games. Oh, there yep. he is. And you're in the dark track, and you're you know, burr, burr, bloodhound nose to the ground. You'll walk right up on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, all over again, that whole kind of uh, first archery buck, nice buck. Like I said, I'm not. I'm very proud of it because it was my first archery buck, and I mm-hmm. was just amped. And uh, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I got to. Uh, I was happy Frankie was there because of a previous story that happened. Uh, I actually proposed to my. Well, I didn't propose to my wife. I asked for Permission, my wife's yeah. hand. Mm-hmm. Something that's very near and dear to me and meant a lot to me. During the first time, my father-in-law, you know, big big hunter, saw me got a deer, and I was so nervous, my hands were shaking so bad, I couldn't hold the knife. Um, so much so that I stuck it in the ground where. Uh, now my knife's engraved Excalibur because I stuck it in the gravel. No sheath, just amped. <laughs> Straight Caught myself. I look like he's telling me how to gut it. I'm trying to say, I know, but I can't. My Again, hands don't work. Hands don't work. And uh, I don't know what to do with my it, hands? He did right. much just, better on this deer. I, so I was happy that I got to gut this one in front of you know some some credible source that. It's like my hands are still shaking from adrenaline, but I can do it that many times before. Mm-hmm. So uh, we get him back, and like I said, he's a nice buck. With Frankie's, you know, uh, here no, that's not a good picture. We got it. I'm like, yeah, I heard about. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll he let like him sits t- on this deer's head and like grabs the G2s <laughs> and's like, all right, take my picture. I'm like, I'm gonna smack uh, you. I don't like, know if I sat on his head, it might have been uncomfortable, but yeah. <laughs> it was he's. 
we gotta we get it on the four wheeler, get it back, and he's like, oh, we gotta take another picture, and I'm just, I don't care, it's down. All that worry that oh, mm-hmm. he's done. Yeah, that it, final it, adrenaline it, dump yeah. hits now. It hit. It's it's you got the buck. It's yep. Done. This whole time. Hey, what time are you guys gonna be to trivia? Yeah, Are DJ was texting us the whole like, time. I'm about ready to crack up my third beer at this point. <laughs> I, yeah, I, it was too. Yeah, because uh, my good buddy Brian ended up stopping out. And, like, man, this could be a long track, honey. Uh, I don't think we're gonna make it. No, we actually where, made it there by 8:30. Well, thanks to you, because you know, Big Dog here had this thing quartered up. Uh, yeah, we had the skin Frank's off and quartered it. Oh, yeah. goodness gracious! I, I ripped through that thing because yeah. we DJ were, was texting, "Where are you guys? Where are you?" I was like, "All right, <sighs> let's just quarter this thing, get her done, get it in the cooler, and, and get out of here." Yep. And Brian, uh, the my savior of that night, and in more ways than one, both you guys, because you helped me quarter it. He helped me get it He's, on it's ice. It's funny that he said helped because I no, quartered it. Uh, no, yeah, he did. I stood there like. Uh, little kid when you jaw dropped like wow that's really fast (laughs) wow he's really good at that well see i knew he was good because i've seen him do it before in nebraska but i stood there like the little kid while you bait his hook that was me like frank can i can i nope hold him hold this hold this and i'm like and he's it's one of those situations where hold the leg yeah this job this yeah (laughs) this guy's in command here and if you get in the way it's slowing it down and we have (laughs) we have questions to answer (laughs) at dinner so uh long story short we go to this uh pretty nice place after again brian blood still on your oh yeah we were still covered blood didn't change he you know blooded up into this place where the restroom is oh I'm waiting about. I don't care. Like you just we, killed a buck. There's nothing I just that killed can ruin Listen, I. You could tell me, uh, sir. Uh, can you cover cover up the blood? You know that's nope. I'll just nope. tell you the story. I'll just tell you the story. And, you uh, I got this blood on my arm? Yeah, look at it. Just look at it. So uh, no, I was amped like the whole time. We're all these questions. Everybody's having a good time. Uh, I was just. I was zoned in. I didn't yeah. care what was happening around me and uh yeah awesome experience i mean it uh yeah there's nothing better than your first archery bike no it's and i feel like i'm gonna feel that way again because it's not i don't know how many deer have killed a lot of whitetail on the farm been very fortunate hunting and out in nebraska Mm -hmm. archery is a different uh it's a push spinner rod to fly fish it's just a totally different animal you uh yeah, did you, you say? Did I over like heard early in the story? It's your first archery buck. First archery buck. Uh, the first archery deer. No, no third, third couple doe but, before. All right, so your first buck with a bow, and it, that's an experience in itself. Yeah, it's uh, because it. Not that I wasn't thankful, um, you know, for the the doe and the back straps and the freezer. It, as they a buck say, hits different, and no, uh, anybody that hunts can understands. agree to that. Even if they don't it's, want to say it out loud, yep. bucks are different. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, and again, uh, so many emotions from the confidence. Again, how much we shot to you know you're you're ruining knocks on arrows because you're shooting tight such tight groups. You're mm-hmm. setting yourself up for more you know challenging situations to challenge yourself. To make that shot easy, I shoot at 55 yards, so the 25 yard shot's that much easier. Mm-hmm. I, you know, put off center the target, shoot around stuff that's relatively close, you know, just to try to put try yourself to in yourself. situations that you might see in Ex- a tree. Exactly, and uh, it, it's 
you want to kill the deer. You want those horns. You want the meat, all that stuff. But uh, again, it's it's the perfect double-edged sword because you want that thing to die the fastest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you don't want it to know it's dead. Yeah. You, you want, want that arrow to go through it, and it's like it just runs off loopy. because he, yeah. Yep. And he got drunk, and then he exactly. yeah, passed out. Yeah, happens to the best of us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, these guys Some don't wake others. up. And but it's again, it's you want it to that ethical shot. That's why. That's why you. That's why you practice so long, and that to make that yeah happen. And, and to circle back, I've rifle hunted my whole life, um, but um, the practice with that for me, anyways. And now I shoot all year, but for my deer rifle is to go. Think it's a it's a thing we do every year. You know that that hunting ritual we all have. Thanksgiving morning, we'll go do some small game hunt with some beagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, go sight the rifles in pew pew oh hey it's still on because it's sat in the case all year mm-hmm. go kill something it's just for fun and basically. Uh, it's for fun and i'm not trying to take away anything i've rifle hunted my whole life i will rifle hunt from now on we'll be doing it in a few weeks yeah <laughs> buddy but uh it's uh, again a bow is different a bow yeah. is different and i can't explain i'm trying to again i took that kid out from work mm-hmm. and uh now mind you he did kill uh, a couple doe back when he actually lived in Waterford, since moved into town, um, rural to city, mm-hmm. killed a couple deer. But even he says he's like there is when you hit the target where you want with an you know bow, it is different than when you hit uh, you put the crosshairs on it first. Breathe, mm-hmm. you know. Well, for me, it's draw like, correctly. If if a rifle's on, you can give that rifle to anybody. And mm-hmm. it, it is on for anybody that shoots it. A bow is more of an extension of you because it's it's sighted in, it's fit for you. My bow is sighted in perfectly for me. If I put it in anybody else's hands, nine times out of ten, it's not going to shoot right for them. Sure, because it's mm-hmm. not fit for them. So like it's it the bows are an extension of you. It yep. it, may, it brings you way more personal uh, with the kill. Absolutely, yeah, and um, yeah, from every aspect of it. I mean goodness you have to be within again i'd like to say 30 yards 40 Some, yards sometimes you gotta you yeah. gotta make tough choices but again there again you would never in pennsylvania think uh is that deer in range when you have a 308 or 30-06 yeah. or a high-powered rifle they're always in range they're always in range you do not think you can see it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and oh there's this magnifier on top yeah. of this fire stick no, it's uh, it's totally different. It's a way more. Um, it's an intimate experience that you have to mm-hmm. have to appreciate that animal. You appreciate that animal so much, you go shoot every Saturday in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a little friendly competition at the the range, but that's the end goal all of us have in our head. Yeah, you know, nobody's bragging about the techno hunt kill they had. Yeah, <laughs> it so, all goes. Down yeah, to the final, you know, into archery season when you're shooting. The yeah, deer. it's it's really something you practice most of the year round. The only time you're not hunting it, or practicing rather is the uh, the the times you're hunting something mm-hmm. else with a rifle or yeah, much, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I've actually uh, I've set goals for myself because of this. Um, I said I, the first morning earlier that I saw the turkey flying out of the uh, roost. Awesome another awesome experience mm-hmm. um uh, next year i want to have everything in my freezer 
be a bow kill. Everything. Um, even the beef. Even the beef. I'm dropping. <laughs> no, hey, that that buck was in a uh, cattle pasture when I watched him <laughs> all that counts. morning. I'm like, I'm looking at that that Angus like. Yeah, that's where I'd place that shot. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure I could drop them with these these fixed blade, you know, no damage tips. But uh, you know, I drop them. He's ultimately he's fenced in anyway, so I'll shoot he's him not again. Away. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, walk up on him with a grain bucket. But uh, no, that that is the goal I have for myself, and I I'm I'm a goal oriented dude, so mm. I I will do it. It might not be next year, it might not be the year after that, but that will happen. And mm-hmm. and that's one of those personal goals you have in life. Because I'm going to tell you know you guys are some of our listeners who've done that a thousand times. Mm-hmm. And the difference is is they understand, just like you were saying, yeah. Nick. It's they get it. It's that it's the people different. that have been where you're at that have bow hunted. They've killed a buck with yeah. a bow. They get exactly what you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. different. Um, everybody at this table loves the tradition that comes into rifle hunting, but I don't think anybody sitting here prefers rifle over archery. No. Uh, we all prefer that intimate relationship with your bow, really. It's just like a it's, – yep. it, it's different. It's all I can describe. Well, it. If, you, if you've done it, you know. And, and it's – you can see the feeling that somebody has when they're, they're – the passion that bow hunters have that – I'm sure it's in other, you know, forms of hunting. Absolutely. You definitely don't see it as much in rifle hunting, though. No. You get a lot more of the people that are like, okay, I know my gun's on. Sure. I'll shoot two bullets, and then I'll go sit in the woods on the first day. Absolutely. But or, I mean, archery <laughs> hunters aren't like that. How many people, and God bless them, I know some, some very close people to me. Yeah, I'm going to have my fire stoked in my garage, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, there he is. And drop, you know what I mean? Or, or in... We have a cabin on the back of the farm. Uh, my dad's killed all of his nice buck out of there. Not out of it. He sits on the From porch. From the front porch. Yeah. And uh, it is one of the best spots on the farm, but uh, you don't have that luxury when you are archery hunting. And mm. I had the pleasure of uh, talking with uh, somebody I was doing some work on her car. Something like Tinker on the side is cars. And uh, she came from Pittsburgh and uh, never hunted never was married for years and years and years she's uh, never been exposed to hunting mm-hmm. uh, husband father uncle any you know anybody and uh she was with that conversation you get you know uh, oh somebody said told her that i had gotten a deer and she's like oh you shot it with a bow and arrow and just completely shocked and i say the the pleasure and the luxury of talking to somebody um, I don't come in contact with a lot of people who don't enjoy hunting mm-hmm. or maybe they don't hunt, but you know, they understand they're re- closely you know, linked to somebody who hunts and you're explaining to this person, um, you know, Hey, I do practice all year to, I don't have to think mm-hmm. drop, drop that arrow where I want it. That is why I practice just like any, you know, you go out and start your car. You don't think about it. Yeah. Um, sometimes, heck, you can drive to work and you're there. How did like, I get yeah, here? Yeah, I get here. That's the point that we practice shooting to. And uh, again, back to that ethical kill. And this is, and, uh, it's, it's, start, it's you an saw ethical it, shot. It's a difficult di- shot. Difficult, but, but ethical. It's ethical. And you saw in this lady who is very, very, I think she had, she was a doctor, not a doctor, but a doctorate, um, mm-hmm. at least her master. She was talking to me about her education earlier on. She said, uh, you'd see the wheels start to turn. And then I started to kind of explain, um, you know, hey, uh, 
you know, with coyotes or, or you, you could imagine how maybe a fawn or a moose or an elk or something in the wild prematurely passes by a predator. Mm-hmm. It's not a, I don't know I'm dead and now something's eating me feeling. Yeah. It is, I'm alive and something's eating me. <laughs> and, uh, and that's nature. That's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's awesome that we get to see those things on the, you know, the shows we get to watch on Netflix or whatever now. Uh, I, I explained that to her and, you know, she wasn't <laughs> going to go buy a bow and start practicing, but it was a level of understanding that maybe mm-hmm. she didn't have before. Um, and I think that it's, it's interesting to talk to people like that because our group and your listeners and, you know, people we run into. I don't into think in we the have woods. any anti hunters listening. No, yeah, that think. could be that no. single one star review we have on Apple. Who knows? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, you one star. Like, think about that story I just. <laughs> you know, that's that's why we're all here. It's not. You know, there's not thousands of people out there practicing. You know, year round to make something not enjoy mm. life. You know, it's yeah. The, and again, there that fresh meat you get, you can almost feel the energy mm-hmm. when you eat it. It's not a hot pocket <laughs> so yeah. so before we wrap things up here i do want to circle back to one thing um you mentioned you know how typically you don't bring anything in the woods stealth mode um what made you bring a decoy this year like what, what was your thought process behind that because i've never hunted with a decoy nobody here has hunted with a decoy so I, i'm interested in what your thought process was to bring a decoy out absolutely so <laughs> I think it has a little, so maybe threefold. Uh, the branch hazing I had been getting sent from, you know, it's coming down. I had this week off of work, so a uh, little bit of pulling all the stops, a uh, little bit of a continuation on learning archery. So just like I said, you know, filling you guys in on that took the deer's attention off of me and put mm-hmm. it on that decoy, I had never learn that i might you know use that tactic in somewhere that might be hey a high pressure area Mm -hmm. um where they're walking on eggshells because so many people maybe a public land i don't know yeah um and again that's probably the biggest one (laughs) i wanted to learn you know i haven't been having success in the previous 15 years (laughs) Uh, you better try something figured, different. Yeah, this uh, they make, couldn't hurt. Yeah, I I don't use this uh, comment often, but uh, you know, because if they make it, you'll buy it if you want it bad enough. Mm-hmm. But uh, they make them, so if they were complete bust, you know, there's there's got to be some reason behind it. I know people actually. My good buddy, he who hunts out there with me, um, it was his decoy. He's but if you want to borrow this, and I had it, I think, for a couple of years. <laughs> Making kind of, fun of it the whole time. Yeah, look at this thing. We can hit it over a net. You know, you blow it up. It's uh, might as well be white, red, and blue. And uh, I take it to the beach. But now it, uh, I, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't know had you know if that buck would have taken that path had that decoy been where it was. I might be, you know sitting at home thinking how I'm going to hunt tomorrow to get my first archery buck. Kind of convinced us that you saw this buck again. (laughs) (laughs) I had pictures, but, but yeah, yeah, no, nobody's ever gotten anything with a a Polaroid or a a SD card. So Mm -hmm. I think, uh, it definitely has opened my eyes to, Hey, here's this new widget. Here's this new thing. 
I might try it. Not fishing. It might be archery mm-hmm. hunting. It might be coon hunting with, you know, mm-hmm. my pup. I don't know. The worst I, thing that could happen is it, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah, and you, learn, and you learn from it. Yeah. yeah, because that's what's interesting about hunting is we know our immediate stuff so well. You know your binoculars. You know your archery gear. But uh, I don't know, you know, besides the guy selling the stands, the mm-hmm. decoys, and the calls, nobody's super passionate about that type of gear. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Maybe I will be. Maybe that, again. Sam's yeah. announcing he's going to be a brand ambassador for deer decoys. <laughs> I don't know the brand. I'll, I'll give him a, a shout out. You're doing pretty bad as an ambassador so far. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's And again, it's just like that's the beauty of hunting because it's, it's a game we play and hey maybe this tactic works here and it doesn't work over here maybe mm-hmm. um it's another tool in your arsenal now I, though it is um and like i said there's places i might look and say hey if this was a hemlock grove i'm <laughs> with not a lot of sight and i got a 10 yard shot i might not use that decoy maybe just you know a scent stick or something like that mm-hmm. open field I got to tell you, buddy, I had in the three days, I guess, I hunted with that thing. And you kept, you brought it in and out every hunt? Uh, yeah, so I, I did, which that is another thing that worried me. So this thing's, I don't know what it is. It's not plastic. It's it's a beach ball. It is a beach ball material. It's not round. It's shaped like a deer. But whatever that material is, that's what it is. Um, so is. I've got turkey decoys that way. Okay, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, I took it to the front porch of the cabin. Um, and left it outside and tucked onto a firewood pile because I wasn't going to take it down. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the best place was where my dad plays cards every Friday night, smoking cigars and <laughs> spilling beer and whiskey. Yeah, that'll be the best spot. Um, it is amazing, not to get off track, how much I would archery hunt and those deer, it happens every weekend, heck or high water, that they're playing cards. Snowstorm, doesn't matter. Those guys are playing cards. And it is amazing to watch deer get acclimated. They learn. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, down south, they have recordings of deer feeders kicking on to bring deer in. Mm-hmm. They don't even need a deer feeder anymore. So they would see those. <laughs> they'd see the smoke now. Uh, they, you know, hear them yelling. I could hear them, not yelling like bandits, but, you know, talking yeah. loud and uh, having a good old time. 13 cars up there. and Deer they don't care. Yeah. yeah, they weren't even to the point where you see where a deer if it picks you out or picks something out they come back to it as we said earlier these deer are looking at other things not even paying attention to the cars yeah, they're it's just, just what happens numb to it yeah so um yeah i i don't know i gotta on this one i gotta thank the decoy i had it but i would again i'd take it over the cabin that's where i was i'd scent block it like till it was dripping because I was worried about it. It was a lot of smells going on over there. And uh, then when I got it to its spot, I'd stick a little, had a mount, something a little stick in the ground. And uh, I'd estrus it up. Yeah. Had a little, little tail, a little cloth on the back. The whole thing was that beach ball I've heard material. that if you're going to use decoys, you have to have something that moves on it. Yeah. I, I will also say that I think, um, obviously, this thing's planted still and it's stiff. Because uh, I have good lungs on me, and I blew that thing up, so I didn't have to do it ever again. It was 50 pounds of pressure in that thing. But uh, it the only thing, it was rigid as could be, and it was a relatively windy day when I shot him in terms of you know 12-mile-an-hour kind of gusts. 
Uh, the only thing that would move on that thing that would catch their eye, uh, I noticed, was that little tail. Every time it would blow, they'd it'd blow in the wind, they'd be eating, you know, pawing at the leaves and, you know, the purple top turnips that may or may not be around there. Uh, that wind would blow and they'd freeze even if they were chewing. They'd see that little flicker would catch their eyes. You know, the things we look for, that mm-hmm. they look for. And uh, like I said, I... No, it's, I, I believe you. It's just interesting because I don't... Either you're the first person I've talked to that's, one, used a decoy, and two, successfully killed over a decoy. That's why I wanted to know what your thought was, like why you used it, and then it sounds like you're kind of giving credit to the decoy for this yeah. kill, which it makes total sense. He was, again, he wasn't, it wasn't at 300 yards away from the far tree line, what he saw in beelined, it was those doe. I I make the joke, um, the best food plot, the best decoy, the best anything you can have. I don't care what kind of camo you have on, I don't care. All this stuff we see in the hunting world marketed a hot doe will trump all. Yeah. And uh, one of those doe that first came up over that hill was hot. And that's why what brought him in. But what brought him to me, because they were 10, 15 yards off to my left on the other side of an apple tree. What brought them to me or brought him to me was that decoy is no doubt. Cause I bleated and he did that kind of shovel head walk. Like I'm big boy. And, uh, he came right to me and I dropped him. But um, again, I, you know, knowing nothing, I'm green. I'll be green until the day I die in archery hunting because I think there's something everybody can learn. Mm-hmm. So many different situations, so many different scenarios. But I would guess that an open landscape where they can see him from a way off to grab their attention um, and not being doed up. Because yeah. both of the buck that I saw way off, even though only one that I killed saw it close, that first one and the second one were both by themselves, mm-hmm. running rogue. So I had that decoy set up when I watched him all that morning. He had seven, eight doe circling around him. Didn't care it about the didn't decoy. Care. He's like, that's a beach ball. <laughs> <laughs> so like the rest of us are. So that would be my guess. Um, to tell you, you should go out and buy a decoy and set it in it's, your it's grove a situational of thing like anything mm-hmm. sounds like it's a, a tool to have and it, another option it sounds like, like you said for open country like that where they mm-hmm. can see a long distance it's a beneficial tool absolutely and even then again i learned something else inside of that lesson was the placement of the decoy because mm-hmm. hey, maybe today this buck puts his head down and goes straight towards that decoy and maybe he does a circle and again mm-hmm. i'd like to point out that he didn't come directly to that decoy until i bleated mm-hmm. and then he's like oh well okay. he, put, he put the sound to his visual yeah and like, it was yeah. like okay that's everything's it. adding up now. everything checks out so it's i mean basically if you get rid of the decoy and you just um if you just bleat in an open field like that they can see deer know exactly where that sound comes from pretty much yeah mm-hmm. so if you bleed and there's no decoy open field like that they're like you know i should be able to see where that came from like mm-hmm. and there's not a doe there yep so when you put that doe there for them and you bleed and they're like i hear it i see it gotta be there yep and no he absolutely. walked right up to his death absolutely sentence. it's it's a maybe a one two three process but i do i have a question for tommy 
Shoot. Earlier on, I, I'm getting the feeling, I'm 100% sure, but we had a little mm, discrepancy about the uh, camera situation. Um, and, Early on. And calls. I, I got a couple faces surrounding. I don't use From anything Tom, in the yeah. woods. Yeah, no, it's Tom. He's making faces, but uh, I'm that curious. That mustache to, is tingling. Oh, man. So much flavor <laughs> saved. Yeah. And, uh, no, I'm curious to see, obviously, because you guys have been archery hunting for a while. I'm thinking around at the table, kind of. Uh, it's been over thoughts. 10 years for each of us. Yeah. So, what, I mean, put some wisdom on me, Tom. What What's your, your thoughts on that? You've been kind of quiet. Um, I think come this time of year, uh, cameras are kind of useless. Um, but unless you have a cell camera that you can put, you know, on an active scrape, yeah. If you have a cell cam on an active scrape, I think that could be a huge benefit where, you know, deadly around this time of year. Yeah. Okay. I know there's live pictures off of active scrape right now. Um, but early archery season, I use cameras a lot to pattern deer in food plots. I think that's the biggest thing that nobody talks about at least in my circle of hunters um you had to join our circle steve <laughs> well i thought it was but here he said first time caller uh no the uh you've been on every episode if you think so. i opened it no no it's i wanted to have something to hang my hat on but anyways i you you got the guy flashing his pictures on his phone of the big buck big buck big buck and this but, he's, is, but he sips his beer and no his, kill. Yeah, and he took a pee on the ground right by, you know, where he set his, you know, beer can. And uh, But no, you, I, I shouldn't say it never fails. The few times I've asked, I get a big uh, internalized grin, if you will, because you're like, oh, what time you come through? And more times than not, maybe maybe it was just, uh, you know, the, the casual guy checking his, you know, nature pictures, but they don't know. You guys would know. Yeah, a lot of people oh, don't yeah. pay attention but a lot of to people, and it's like, specific things about They just want to see the picture and say, okay, they, delete it. A lot of people are, I think, use cameras for inventory. Yeah. They want to see what What's deer's on there? their property. They don't give a shit when it's there. They just want to see that there's deer on their property. And I personally don't really agree with that. Yeah. I like to know. I'm like, with Tom. It, like he said, uh, that like, the yeah. pattern of the deer. That's... But deer means nothing to me at midnight. Like mm-hmm. if I – because certain property, I mean, especially like my granddad's property – um, which uh, we won't give too many locations south away, of, but it's, south of Lake Erie. Yeah, it's not far from you. Um, Erie and Florida, in between. But there, there we had bucks. This that, is true. We had bucks that, like, I mean, the way our farm's set up there, um, there are certain parts of the farm that the bucks will be in during the rut, but it's going to be dead, you know, early October. And I think cameras help you with that, especially because over the years of running, you know, a dozen cameras or mm-hmm. more. Uh, you can kind of figure out because I mean they're patternable. You you can figure out you know year to year deer do generally similar things. Um, so cameras can become a very useful tool to figure out where deer are at during the daytime because it doesn't really matter where they're at at night. If you can't get on them in the daytime, it's just, just a picture. It's, it's a story at the bar. <laughs> yep. About look at what I got but, on my property. Yeah, there's everybody knows the guy that's at the bar that shows you the 180 he's gone on his property but yep. every single picture is black and white because it was taken at two in the morning yep you know that's that, that is exactly my point and that's what i appreciate what tom just said because that is in my opinion how that is your eye in the woods when you can't be yeah mm-hmm. um and i again i like the 
I looked into them. What is it, 150 pictures? A lot of them or 100 pictures you get through a cell device. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, there's different like, plans there's they have. Yeah, you're not, you're not taking your chew out um, and throwing it on the ground while you're focusing on a popping your camera open, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, that's what, what about the calls? Well, I also had a little pushback too. Now, just one more thing about the cameras. Like Nick said, a lot of times you'll get, you know, photo after photo of black and white, black and white, black and white, you know, all nighttime pictures. Or nothing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Something um, tripped it. But a lot of the times, you know, in that series of black and white pictures, you'll get one picture of a mature buck in the middle of the day. And, like, I like to. That's an important picture to look at. Go back and look at things like moon phase wind direction wonderground.com is perfect for that when you look at that picture if your camera synced for date and time like tom said um match it with wind direction and pressure and everything no it's interesting i i've i do have a trail cam but summer i mean it's cool uh i had a fox one time Uh, my dad and i still have it got a kick out of it fox moving uh you know it was going east west but it was going east Two hours later, it comes back by with a woodchuck in its mouth. <laughs> that is the that is the coolest thing, and that is, you know that that was my greatest entertainment from a trail cam ever. It's exciting, obviously, to see the big buck. Oh, and, and yeah, nobody, I, I mean, everybody loves yeah, to see I'd pictures like to of see big a bucks. Calendar in Iowa, I I watch videos on YouTube of a deer farm. Be like, man, that's like you know that's what they can grow like when they're fed and you know mm-hmm. regimented with a routine and they can do there's no, no pressure. stress yeah um it's still awesome to see a giant whitetail but yeah it's a there's a long i think there's yeah different way ways way. people use cameras it's there's people that like to just mm-hmm. have pictures of deer which is fine if that's what you want um but cameras can also be used to mm-hmm. figure out where deer are at during the daytime and pattern them year to year yep. um i know uh there's several people I'm sure do it, but one that's coming to mind now is that Byron Horton uh, with like whitetail experience. Mm-hmm. He he's an accountant, I'm pretty sure, but he has like spreadsheets, like Excel sheets, where he maps, you know, daytime pictures with temperature and pressure, and he's got like years of logged trail camera. And, <laughs> I don't uh, do that much. No, like, uh, yeah, but like he basically has like analytics for his trail cameras and stuff, and it, it's badass because it's like I mean I don't put that much time into it. Tom no. knows I'm. I like running cameras because it's kind of fun, but I also, I don't know if it's laziness or what, but like I don't run them as hard as Tom does. Tom is very good with running cameras. He mm-hmm. hunts based off of his cameras sometimes. Like if he's got daytime pictures of a buck, um, where I'm more is I like to dive in with a stand on my back and yeah. say, this looks good. This I looks, feels this right. looks bucky. Yep. And set it's, up. it's weird how that works, isn't it? Like you can walk through an area this happened out west the first time i was out west you could walk through ten thousand acres and it just kind of hits you like "Mm, i'm gonna put my climber in this tree and then after you get up there boy that that spot over there looks kind of good too yeah it's but it is a weird kind of feeling you get about you just have an inkling i'm big on instincts yeah like follow your instincts if you like and I, I screwed up on that last week when me and Tom were hunting. I didn't um, hear this I, story. Let's. Eh, I mean, not really screwed up, but it was like I didn't have a – I kind of – what happened was I had a spot in mind where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. and I fixated on it too much, basically. I picked from camp, this is where I wanted to be, and I walked past Hot Sign. 
that I should have stopped at. I walked past two hot scrapes because I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere else. Like it's you're, and, you've decided. And it wasn't until me and Tom backed out that night where Tom was like, why didn't you set up there? And like my first thought was, Oh, I can't, I can't hunt here. Like, but then like Tom's like, well, what about that tree right there? And it was like, I didn't, I didn't think. Didn't even look around. Yeah. Because I, you my first thought was else. I had another place to go. Oh, I can't hunt there. I told, I told him, Oh, there wasn't a tree. And then Tom was like, what about that pine tree right there? And it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I could have been in that tree. And it, I tell myself, you know, follow your instincts and I still struggle with it. Like, because I walked past an area that that was the girliest sneeze I've ever heard. I was of. trying to keep it I quiet. I think his eyeballs rolling on the floor because he tried to keep that in. But yeah, it's just I mean, like I said, just follow your instincts, and I said uh, something I still struggle with. How about the what about the calls, gentlemen? What is, right? Um, I'm yeah. also a, a no call guy. But That's bullshit because I could hear you grunting at camp. Tell us oh, how you feel, Tom. No, I'm saying I typically wasn't. Uh, um, no calls, zero. Absolutely none. That's a gr- shot. It's a, no, it's a grunt see, from the wrong end. I didn't use any calls. We got two guys here. I never use calls. And then mid-story. So, there I, see, so I pull out my bleach so there can. I went, here's my picture of my buck. No, I bleed it So in. what happened was uh, our buddy Keith, uh, he's been on the podcast. Um, he's solid whitetail hunter. Um, he was talking about how he's been getting bucks, responding off grunts and stuff. So I decided to break out the grunt tube. Um, I hate grunt tubes. I've... I've been on the podcast many times. I've said I hate grunt tubes because it gets myself in trouble. Yeah. Um, Bully's like, not in your hand. Uh, that and I get excited. I see. I, I have to grunt <laughs> at every buck I see. And I, I don't know what it is, but if I see a buck, I have to grunt at it. See what and happens. It doesn't play out. And, like, and I've told many people that I just I don't do well with grunt tubes. It doesn't work for me. And it's because every single antlered animal that walks through the woods, I have to burp, burp, burp. And most of the time, they're like, screw you. I'm going to keep walking. Um, <laughs> I'll wonder what that is after I'm done with her. Yeah. yeah. I, I did I did call in a small buck. Um, I put it on our Instagram. Buck, uh, grunted out in a few. Little buck. I mean, very small. Like um, 130s. Like, yeah, you know, miniature. No, miniature maybe 60 inches. <laughs> um, but uh, grunted out him like two, three times. And ears pinned back, came up, you know, starts... He actually, I got him up, I took video of him up on his hind legs, you know, putting his scent all over this licking branch, and uh, it was fun, but generally, I don't use calls, but Tom has caught me red-handed. I do use calls on occasion. You did kind of come straight out the gate saying, I don't use calls. So did, so did you. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember his hours. We, I like to drop the hammer, and then I soften it up. <laughs> it's like a meat tenderizer. It's not like a hammer. <laughs> It comes down hard, but it softens it. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Stainless no, I, we steel. Don't, we don't like to. We don't like to put anything in stone on the podcast because. Sure, sounds like you do. Man. Never do I grunt yeah. ever. Never grunt in the woods. Yeah, so, so there I was. I like that. <laughs> no, I think it comes back to the situational awareness, yeah. and that's how like, I use them. It's just yeah. all situational. I always have them, but I rarely use them unless I see the need. I'm for a them. very it's, strict regimen. Once an hour, on the hour. <laughs> I have an alarm set. <laughs> oh, time to grunt. Yeah. That's actually a grunt alarm. I mean, Tom, would, we end, like, accidentally ended up way closer than it This is not accidental. It Nick was. will try and tell you it's accidental. Whatever. So I was hunting this spot. <laughs> so what happened was? Tom sees Big Buck. Yeah, I, I see this on 170. On okay, how about it. one person speak? Uh, going I both at the same okay, time, anyways, Safari was working. So I saw this 170. No joke. Monster Buck. 
walk 100 yards in front of me, cross the gully, and disappear. And I tell everybody back at camp that I see this buck. And Nick's like, oh, I'm going to go hunt way over here, nowhere near where you were at. That's a lie. So I'm not even going to let you finish this. Because turn his mic off. Yeah, I, turn told, it off. I told you to go where I went at that point where I figured he told, I told you to go. This was, you know, because you had seen the buck probably three days before, three or four days before. Two days. Two days, whatever. Um, we were there you, in the evening. I saw it the morning prior. So a day and a half. What? No, 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 no. I'm saying from the time I jumped in there, it was like three or four days. No. Well, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Anyway, I told Tom to go to this area. Um, were but, we... Were we Fire stick on in here? We no, this is, this is our tree. This is last week. Um, yeah, this is last week. Oh, okay. The plot thickens. Um, yeah, so Tom had seen this buck. Um, we kind of sat down at camp, put a game plan together, figured out where we figured he was. I kind of told Tom, you know, this is where I think he probably went. Um, so Tom jumped back in there, found a hot scrape. Rightfully so, I'd, that's a good spot to be. So Tom jumped in on the hot scrape. I went pretty close to where I guessed he had went. Turns out it was a little bit close. Like, we were probably, I think, by the way a crow flies, like 170 yards. It was 170 yards. I pulled up on Onyx right now. Yeah. Um, Show the viewers anyway, on Onyx. I sneezed in the dark, <laughs> and I get a bless you text from Tom. It was that. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, hilarious. It, it, was, it was, like, dead. Like, it, we got in there early. Yeah. Because we brought our mobile setup, so it was, like, dead quiet. Like, birds haven't woke up yet. And I, like. Did you in, say thanks? I did say thank you, back. I like, Courtesy. I tried to bury it in my coat. Kind of like how I just did. Yeah, and I get a text, bless you. So, so later, Tom sneezes. I give him the bless you text. Uh, the, 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 I, my allergies were kicking my ass. They still are. We were nine days at camp. Black mm. mold was just killing us. Uh, <laughs> but, the camp's a little moldy then. Oh, yeah, black mold. Oh, yeah, big time. You'll you have see that it. on the bigger camps. Yeah, yeah you'll have that. But uh, I remember Tom laid out a whole sequence of crashing leaves, breaking sticks, grunts, rattling. I think there might have been a bleat in there. A little uh, snare drum. So he texts me. He's like, how did it sound? <laughs> I was like, sounds good. He's like, did you hear the grunts? Like, yeah, I heard it all. <laughs> but so Tom's big. Tom's a big call guy. But uh, I'll, I'll, be, tell you. I'll be first to say Tom gets it done. Tom puts some deer on the ground. He really does. Um we like to have fun here in the podcast, but Tom gets it done. He really does. So I'm going to have to give a shout out to my guy, Stan Potts, because if you're out there listening, Stan, this one's for you. He's probably listening. Probably. Um, no, actually, I was watching. I was, I don't know, probably like Monster Bucks 5 or something way back in the he early. He was on VHS. VHS? I was just about to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, VHS. Blue Case. Put it in the speed up thing to rewind it so we watch yeah. it again. And Stan Potts gave his calling rendition where he likes to start out with a bleat and then, you know, a couple, four or five minutes later, he does like a buck trail grunt, you know, like, burp, 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 like you know, bucks trailing the doe. And then after that, you do a snort wheeze, in a challenge grunt. And then the bucks are like, oh shit, there's not just one buck over there with that doe. Now there's two. And then you break out the rattling horns. And the big key to rattling horns is if you have a rattle bag, which I do, you got to smack your rattle bag hard against a tree. Like, make it loud. So that way, every buck in the area is now listening to what the hell's going on. Tom, not to interrupt, I have a question. <clears throat> 
would you say with all this calling that you're able to do, do you tell people that you're bilingual? <laughs> I, I try not to. This is this is like, brag. No. No, this is top secret stuff. I can't believe I'm actually well, it's just us. saying it on the air. It's, it's just, just us. us. But then we don't really have any listeners, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to really make the uh, the rattle work, you got to get a branch and rake it through some branches and leaves next year. I'm almost. I can sold hear the whole. Th- I think deer are running out the house. I could hear the whole thing from, like I said, it, it was it was good. It was good. Uh, had I not known that Tom was over there, I probably would have had my bow in my hand because shit was happening. Yeah, and you you mix in some soft grunts into the rattle. I I can only soft imagine grunt. we got to get it on video of you doing all of this. Like you probably got like one leg off your tree stand, like kicking these branches. Like your grunt tube's just like hanging out your mouth. No, you're I've smacking gotta, with your right hand with this bag. No, he's got a can in his left. You got to be just, athletic. Yeah, it's no. all those years of college baseball. Yeah. No, I hang my bow up, and then the rattle bag I smack against the tree, and then the rattle bag goes on. My lap because when a buck's fighting, it's not like constant smacking back and forth. It's more like clack and then it locks. Click clack, clack clack, click clack. Right, so I do that against my thigh, and then I have my branch in my other hand and and raking it through the leaves. But you got it's tough because you don't want to be like arm way up and down and whatnot. You kind of got to keep it just a wrist motion. It's tough stuff. Yeah, here's the practice. You'll be able to get that wrist motion motion down. Yeah. Some maybe someday you could even say it. Wrist motion. We're already there. Everybody has their way. That's what's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. It's you could listen to how many people have we all read, watched, and listened. Yeah, everybody does way. it different. It's so cool, and you know, it's whatever works for you. Yeah, and, and I don't. It boils I, down to time in the woods and a little bit of luck. Yeah, and you know what's yeah, funny? Luck. I, I was talking to another uh, kid that I I haven't really hunted too much with but he is a hunter and uh again kind of like me really heavy hunter fisherman but not archery Uh um and he was telling me he's like man all the people he's an engineer so everything it was almost like that guy you were talking about earlier that's my buddy he will have wind he'll tell you the coordinates of his stand i can see him being that guy but he's like well most of the uh people i read about and listen to they already know the buck that they're going to shoot when he's going to you know every little thing about that buck and i explained to him i said yeah the beauty of the rut is that it does shake things up quite Mm -hmm. a bit and uh the other thing is is that you know it's people go back in luck or time i think you guys have had this debate was it was I in the right place at the right time, or was it the time yeah, that I I've, put in? Somebody has I've, mentioned for a this long before. Time, I I think like three years in a row, I or something I killed like opening day. Yeah, and it was a lot of luck. Yeah, because like the one my my best buck I've got actually I walked in two hours before the sun came up, no headlamp with a climber on my back, picked a tree out and pitch black climbed up and before eight o'clock i had my buck done well in the way that the shortest way that i could describe it to him in the most fair way i said because i put a lot of time in food plotting and you know obviously is that what they call it food plotting (laughs) i don't is it plotting food plotting food i can't say it's farming they're like i don't know 
come up with better name, Tom. I'll call. I it just that. usually call it planning food plots. Food plot. But That's too many words. Food plotting. I like that. I'm going out food plotting, guys. You don't like? I'm. No, I'm. I'm I do like it. I'm in. I do That's like. It. That's what I'm going to call it from trait. now on. Where was I? Oh, food plotting. So I simple, simple way I could put it was I said it's time and time spent um, or timing and time spent because you could spend as I have many hundreds of dollars and many hours all over the summer and you know upsetting your mother about ruining horse trails and approaches to fences for her to jump her horses for food plotting and I don't I, I we look at my cameras you know all through here's how the deer are moving you know this that and the other and I come home and I'm eating beef because I have no venison. Um, so I, it is my opinion that you can do as many right things as you know you read, watch, and see. But a lot of it comes down to being in the right spot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think experience. And planning can put you in the, the right place po- at the right the time, best position, more times, yes, than if you just do it aimlessly. A- absolutely, um, like I say, I, I think you're spot on with you know time plus time spent. Yep, um, creates opportunity. Exactly is I, th- I think what it is, and the more opportunities you create, the better chance you have of putting a buck down. Absolutely, yep, because that's really all you're doing. It's the guy who can count cards at the blackjack table. He's still five decks is going to get you darn close. He's more likely to win than say us mm-hmm. at this table, but he hasn't won yet. You know what I mean? He's still gambling. Yeah. And uh, that's the beauty of hunting. That's you don't know yeah. your if you won every time it would not be as exciting. Mm-hmm. If you you're fishing in a pool and you catch <laughs> a fish every time, it's not as exciting. You don't know what's you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's part of the draw. Yeah. So. Well, Sam, I think that about does it for uh, our Deer Camp series episode here. Of, I think number forty-seven. Yeah, it was forty-seven. Um, I number. knew it. Yeah, I, I saw you looking during the intro. Yeah, you did. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw it out there. Um, but thanks again, one for a badass intro that we have on our podcast right now. Um, I hear that we might be redoing it here soon. Okay, guy, I have to. This is. Actually, the buddy, the engineer buddy I mentioned earlier, the numbers guy. So he's a drummer, guitarist, bassist. He and I had put that together for something we were doing for something completely different. And then when you guys started this, um, it, you know, music only almost has a voice. Guitar almost has a voice. You know, they call it a genre, but certain like pump up songs fit the you know action. Mm-hmm. And that little riff was just like it was perfect. A, yeah, that's it. So we recorded that with Nick was just feeling out his new recording stuff. Sitting at the kitchen table. Kitchen table. Frankie, we came up with that, you know, the verbal intro. Yeah. I think there. With yeah, the, we yeah, were just sitting there. The the little puns. So, yeah, it'd be super cool if I wasn't sitting in a <laughs> kitchen chair and, uh, you know, trying to make something sound cool. Also, the, the drums were a uh, keyboard. Fake. Yeah, not real. And uh, Kip... God bless him. He's like, dude, that's so awesome. It sounds so cool, but it also is not that good because he's such a perfectionist. So we do have a surprise 
I don't know if we'll get a tea by Christmas. I was say, well, now that you've completely ruined the intro for everybody and everyone's going to hate it now, we, we kind of have to make it. Yeah, a new we have intro. to change it. Now. I'm glad. I wanted to come we'll here. We'll change it on the one year anniversary. I wanted to ruin it on Can purpose. You, could you do that? Episode could you 52. Have 52? I, it, well, it couldn't be 52 because we had a few two parters that we released early on. Yes. Um, January 1st. Why are you giving me so much time? <laughs> You got till January. <laughs> he went to look at the watch that was not on his wrist. Tom can actually do that now. Man, that thing's huge. Was that? Do you need glasses? No. Man, I think the viewers. So, at. anyways, yeah. yeah no, you just announced here. to the public the. So it has to happen, is what yes. you're saying. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Shout yeah. out to Kip there because he's going to be listening to this and. Uh, yeah, the unveiling, January first. Yeah, January. 1st. We need it by January first so What's I can. It? Plug it in for because we don't we don't have a bank of episodes. We are completely unprepared. Every week we're like, so, so what do we launch in Sunday? Flip the coin, um, which I I actually really like because mm-hmm. we are just flying from the seat of our pants. And I don't even think that's the right way that that saying goes. I don't even think that's a saying. It's a saying. It's a saying. Anyway, I I love the idea that like it's week to week. It's it's current because we we don't record shit early. So. If if it is, it's a week early. Like, it's not like we don't have this, like, bank of episodes where it's like, oh, what do we want to release today? Like, it, it's it's week to week. It's dedication every week. and That's the beauty of the whole thing you guys have here is that it was, uh, it was we're winging it. We're going to record this in a kitchen at a table and come mm-hmm. up with something and uh, makes it spontaneous. So. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's cool. totally unscripted. We, I think, like the first episode, I had scripts. I wrote, I wrote bad. out notes, and it sucked. <laughs> Read it like a calculator. It sucked, and I was like, "Screw those." We, I, I don't even keep a notepad anymore. We used to like, I used to write notes. I in, I don't know, bigger podcasts. I know out there keep notes and stuff. Whatever. Like, I'm sure it works for you, but <laughs> it's not you guys. <laughs> it's not us. And like, we're our own flavor. You know, like you got everybody likes vanilla. Everybody likes chocolate. You know, we're more savory. Yeah, savory. That's my. That's been my new word lately. Yeah, that came from the mustache. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we are we're just we're our own thing and keep we, it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. I don't. So January first, you better have it to us. You're here, folks. I think we're gonna close it on that. New intro coming January first, twenty twenty one. Get outside. <laughs>